Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> the speed of pain. I'm Carl. I'm an addict <laughs> alcoholic, and my sobriety is August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is Sober Pod. Sober Pod is a podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not professionals and do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. Chelsea. Yeah. How has it been um, now that you've been officially um, eight years sober for over a week? Mm-hmm. How does it feel now? Uh, it feels, I haven't really like celebrated it. Um, you know, it's just kind of like cool. Like an another year went by. That's that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I've just been so busy that it's kind of like I don't have time to really like sit there and celebrate myself. But it is important to acknowledge those milestones. But I think the longer you're sober, the less like impactful those dates have. Like the meaning isn't what matters more is like how you're living in your day-to-day life more so than um achieving another milestone if that makes sense it does it just doesn't it doesn't have the same weight that it used to have you know yeah yeah it's like it's not yeah but i mean like don't I'm... think that i'm not grateful and proud of myself it's it's just like you know i've i've made it to the point where this is just my life now you know, and I'm content. And do I want to go back? Like, throw it all away? Absolutely not. Um, but I just, I remind myself every day that I'm sober. And so, you know, I don't necessarily have to think about my next birthday, per se. Yeah, I don't know if that made sense, but. It does. It does make sense. Well, good. Good. Oh, isn't that good? <laughs> well, isn't that special? Special. <laughs> so, uh, um, so what are we doing here? We are doing. Um, We're talking about pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Kool Aid dude is just going to come running on in any oh, second. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Bust through the brick wall. <laughs> oh yeah! Let's do some pain. <laughs> All right, so uh, so we're talking. We actually are talking about pain. We're talking about uh, 366 fucking days sober. Uh, the book, which by the way, I am now at. Oh my god! Now I got to do the fucking. I'm September seventh or something like that. So nice. Um, which is like I think I'm averaging it maybe like two two or three a day. I'm not sure, but either way, um, it's uh, uh, it's still going. So I'm in that. I'm in that last push and then I got to find somebody to like be an editor, you know, because I, I had a friend who was like, dude, he's like, it's, it's all good and everything. It's all brilliant. Wonderful. You know, good use of cuss words, et cetera. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he's like, you know, you're going to have to have somebody at least fucking proof it, you know? Yeah. And I am like, yeah. And so then it's like, oh, great. It's going to cost me money. And I'm like, but you know what? It's, it's, I've done the work. I don't want to like have it fall, you know, I don't want to have somebody throw it away just because it has a typo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, because I would do that. <laughs> I'd like, be like this... reading it. 
as soon as I found like a t- typo, I'd be like, oh, the rest of this information's useless. You know? Oh my God, he, there's a he typo. Should have put, he should have put T O O instead of T O. Yeah, he, might, he really fucked up. He forgot an O. Everything that the guy, this guy says needs to be thrown out with the fucking baby. <laughs> All right. So, um, so, uh, so I'm doing pretty good. So what we're going to do is we read these um, daily meditations that we are developing and, uh, you know, for the show. And so we read through it and then we discuss it, which is much like we have done for Living Sober, which was, by the way, published by Alcoholics Anonymous World Services. So if you guys want to go pick up that book, go right ahead. But uh, we um, we read, uh, well, we listened to each chapter and then we talked about it all like most of the last year 2022 uh and then in 2019 we uh did the 12 steps so you can go back uh, and do a 12 step for each month that we a step a month that we did yep uh so you can go listen to that that good stuff uh and it was really engaging and and fun stuff to do but we we seem to be on this theme and we're gonna stick with it until the fucking wheels fall off Mm -hmm. so (laughs) so So this is for um, February 26th. Do you want to just get right into it, Chelsea, and just like just run fucking headlong into this topic, or do you have yeah, do we have anything else? Yeah, yeah, um, we can start. Do you want to read it, or or yeah, I can. Do okay, it. <clears throat> awesome. So this is February 26th. Uh, pain is a great motivator. Nothing happens for an addict alcoholic that isn't driven by the speed of pain. It can take a lot for some of us before we succumb to the agony. Some of us have seem to have some perverse enjoyment from the amount of pain we can endure. But why? Wouldn't you rather not have to suffer? Wouldn't you rather take the necessary steps to alleviate the pain now and forego all the personal fucking torture? It may sound hard to believe, but you deserve to be happy. You deserve the life you were meant to live before all the muckery and fuckery took you down to that beaten path. Let go. Let it all go. Reflections. What is one thing you beat yourself up over? Daily challenge. What is the one thing you pride yourself on? Mm. That's a that's a challenge for me. That's why I put it on a challenge. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like you know what do I pride my, and me really pride myself on. So you know, I I love the um the you know it's kind of weird like you know we we talk about this uh you know we talk about pain you know being a great motivator but at the same rate it's like you know looking down to the to the other side of it is like with the reflections like what's the one thing you beat yourself up over it's almost like um I I think writing this really made me go like. I'm so I'm so pretty hard on myself, you know, that's because mm-hmm. that's kind of how it goes. And um, and then uh, and then I, after writing that, I was like, oh, like, you know, well, to counterbalance that thought, be, I, you know, what's the one thing I do pride myself on? Meaning like, you know, an actual pride thing, you know, not like, a, you know, I'm, I'm a good dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, you know, but uh, um, but I am a good dad. I think I am. Uh, so. um. So what do you think about this when we talk about um, pain being a great motivator for addicts and alcoholics? I know, you know, I, it's funny. I was sitting there thinking about this today. And one of the things that it, uh, occurred to me is that we're just, um, uh, we're addicts and alcoholics. I mean, let's I fucking people try to say like, oh, you know, addicts and alcoholics, they have a lot of um, 
you know, resilience, they're, you know, they're, yeah, they're courageous and, you know, all these other things that like, you know, we try to boast about for ourselves because like whatever is so goddamn hard for us. But if you, I, I'm really fucking like honest with that. I go, actually, we're kind of pussies. We're kind of like whips, <laughs> really. I mean, I mean, if you're really thinking about it, like, why are we getting so fucked up to begin with, right? Because we're, what are we trying to avoid to begin with, man? Just, and, you know, maybe we're able to take, like, physical pain or, like, some other kind of pain, but emotional pain, I think we're just fucking wimps. I think we're yeah. just the biggest fucking pussies that there possibly is. We're so avoidant, and, you know, we don't want to fucking do things that are good for us, and even though, you know, it's like, um, um, you know what I mean? It's just that, that kind of thing. So as I was reading this, I was like, yeah, you know, we are kind of like, um, we're, you know, we never do anything unless it's really painful, but <laughs> that's the thing is it has to be really painful before mm-hmm. we change. So yeah, yeah, we do, we do, we can take a lot of pain, but, um, <laughs> but, but it has to get really bad for us to do anything about it. Yeah. What, what do you think about that? Well, I was just thinking about what motivated me to, get sober in the first place it wasn't you know that um I I had lost a lot of things or my relationships were falling apart it was that I mentally was just done like I felt such despair and such pain that the only options that I saw were uh to kill myself and just be done with it or try something different and um, try to improve my mental health, which I knew deep down that it wasn't going to improve. Like my antidepressants weren't actually going to work if I continued to drink. Mm. Um, And, you know, I told myself, oh, I'll just drink or I'll quit drinking for a little while so I can lose some weight and then I'll go back. You know, I can quit every any time. Um, but deep down, I, I knew it was a problem. I knew that I couldn't drink like normal people. Um, and so it took me getting to the point of ending my life before I considered getting sober. You know, I had to be in a world of hurt to get there. Um, I honestly feel like other things that should be deterrents, like maybe a DUI or going, you know, uh, losing a job over it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know if that would cause me enough pain for me to stop. I know for some people it it might be devastating and, and (laughs) help them get sober. But for me, I really feel like, um, until I was desperate enough, I wasn't going to change. I totally understand where you're coming from because I, I, I did basically the same shit and, you know, I did it a lot longer. That was the other thing is I, I did, you know, um, decades and that I, it's funny. I was, I was thinking about my first sponsor telling me like, you're a, a you're just a common variety, a garden variety alcoholic. And I was <laughs> fucking, I hated that thought, like, right? Because, what? <laughs> I am an intelligent alcoholic. <laughs> I am a very special. I am special. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> you know and uh but it but it's very true i think a lot of us are just like what you're describing right which is you know we're able to experience a lot of the you know duis or the 
uh, you know, the uh, relationship losses or loss of home or income or whatever the hell it is. And then, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when we're just left with ourselves and the, and that emotional pain has been, you know, uh, you know, uh, riding on us and we're, you know, we're left with one option, you know, which is just like every good alcoholic, every garden variety alcoholic who really has come to their end, that suicide is an option. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's kind of the thing is, uh, um, that's where the pain starts. That's where the real pain I think for me began as well. It was, uh, um, you know, just one of those things, you know, we talk about too, like, uh, you know, the bottom is where you stop digging, you know, like the, um, you know, it's, it's when you put down the shovel and, and you give up, you know, it, that kind of stuff. It's like, um, you know, so I, I just never, I was so avoidant. And I think that's kind of the, what this reading is really about. It's like, you know, cause we say, you know, can't you, um, you could just give up right a whole lot sooner and just face the fucking music a whole, even just a little bit of pain, mm-hmm. we could totally avoid the very, the long drawn out pain. We could avoid the point of suicide if mm-hmm. only we we stop being fucking pussies, and <laughs> turn and lean into the pain and like. But we're just so avoidant, you know, as yeah. as addicts. But like, think yeah. about how irrational that is. Like, I would rather avoid this thing that I find so painful or being vulnerable and continue to subject myself to painful things. Like it's so backwards, but that's, that's how we think. And I think, uh, you know, there's obviously a chemical component to, uh, the, the addiction. There's also a psychological component and, um, you know, it's not just simply a a choice you make, but Mm -hmm. I think, um, it's just interesting that we're trying to avoid pain and in turn actually causing ourselves yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah, we are such walk, walking contradictions. It's not even yes. funny. Yeah, uh-huh. so, we, but we don't know what we don't know. And that's the really, yeah. uh, so, but only now in hindsight, as we look at it through the lens of recovery and having some time to look back on it, do we see it? But now if you were to like sit there and try to tell a newcomer like, hey, like, you know, actually, you know, all this pain that you're talking about, all these fucking like, <laughs> oh, all these Sorry. dogs making, <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, um, all these dogs making uh, molehills out of mountains. <laughs> so if you try to tell a newcomer that stuff, if you try to say like, look, um, you, you know, all these troubles are really of your own making and it's really only gotten this bad or worse, you know, because, um, you know, because of all the things that you're doing, they they just can't see it. They can't see it for that. They really can't, you know, um, they're not going to have the clarity that we have right now at this moment to see that damage. I know that I never would have, right? I Like, would you have, it, you know, a year before you stopped drinking, would you have been able to say, like, you know, uh, <laughs> like, oh, my problems are, like, you know, really of my own making at this point or I'm really no, exaggerating? everything them. happened yeah. to me you know, and yeah. not for me. And, and it was just bad luck or God hated me or, you know, it, it was never because I caused them, you know, if bad things just happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I would never have that insight. Yeah. I always, I did the same thing. I blame everybody else. You know, I'm the victim, you know, 
pour me, pour me, pour me another drink because this is bullshit. Um, you know, if uh, uh, I remember when I, you know, I got pulled over my first time when I was like uh, 16 drinking and driving uh, that I thought like, um, you know, everything but like I should have should not have been drinking. Right. Like I should have took a left turn instead of a right. I shouldn't have been speeding. I should. You know what I mean? Like there's all these other things like but it never covered my my brain to say like I shouldn't have been drinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like we just we we make up every possible excuse, and I I don't make because just alcohol works for during those times. You know, like it seems mm-hmm. to like why would we even think or consider of taking that away from ourselves? You know, by any degree. Yeah. But also, it's like um, you know, what comes with that for me, what comes with the with the ism is not just the usage of alcohol and drugs, but it's also all the behaviors that. Uh, I bring into that situation and mm-hmm. carry through it too. So even before I like picked up a drink or a drug, I was, I was fucking hell. And I was just out of control. And then, um, you know, really it's, oh, I mean, even today, I mean, I got my moments. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I mean, somebody was getting on the freeway yesterday and, uh, and the, you know, you know, I don't know if you have like, do you have like stoplights before you get on the freeway? Like those, like, like the, uh, traffic control lights that on on ramps no you know, obviously from your face you don't have so we mm-hmm. have to like sometimes like the lights will come on if there's too much traffic on the freeway lights will come on on the on oh, the on ramp we have some yeah. on the yeah. major freeway yeah, yeah and so then basically it's like you got to wait your turn and then you give you a green light mm-hmm. and you can go well it had we were all like me and this woman going down the road we were going like 50 trying to get on the, the on ramp it turns red it the light just comes on right and instead of just going through the damn light because it's like, you know, give give me some grace here, coppers, you know, uh, <laughs> she slams on the brakes and I literally mm-hmm. have to go around. Right. Don't think that I didn't go, you fucking idiot, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not a fucking saint. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. still have issues today. Right. We still have pain today. The difference is, is that, you know, uh, I lean into it today. The difference is, is I know having gone through sobriety and having stayed the course pretty much um i have lived through for the last eight years you know a a lot of shit you know whether it be you know uh uh, death fucking hospital stays you know pandemic (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like you know we have like you know experienced that right you know and that it's like we know moving forward like you know whether it's christmas birthdays you know funerals weddings or vacations or you know whatever what you know relationship arguments blah 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 all that stuff we overcome you know to a certain degree right you yeah. know and the, and we learn to lean into those things rather than walk away from them or and end up drinking and using like we don't give up on it yeah. so i think that's a real you know big consideration and and then um Last year we talked about you know pain is a process, right? I mm-hmm. I was I was losing job loss. Oh my god, I had lost my job, and I was like, and I was just going through some shit, and I was just like, it felt very painful. But at the same time, I was like, my response was to lean into it, like to, all right, like you know. So now that this happened, what more do I need to do? You know, and I just kept going down that road. Um, so what do you say, like in in your recovery is probably like the most painful thing that you've gone through in the last eight years uh whether it, i don't care what it is like what because everybody's relative right 
Yeah. <clears throat> the most painful, there's a couple, but I think the loss of my uncle was pretty painful. Um, but then I've just, you know, I've had some relationship issues with my mom, you know, and mm. that's been pretty painful. Um, but it, it's not something that I can avoid. Trust me, sometimes I still try to avoid that um, confrontation, that discomfort, mm -hmm. and just ignore it. Um, but when it builds up to a certain point, I know that I can't avoid it forever. I can't avoid it any longer, and I have to talk about it. I have to address it. And, um, you know, sobriety has taught me that, you know, I have no other escape other than to go through it, to get through it, to talk it out, to set boundaries. Um, those are all things that keep me sober and keep me away from alcohol. Um, mm -hmm. and, and when I was drinking, you know, I couldn't see it all the way through. I was so short-sighted, like I'm in pain right now or I'm uncomfortable right now and that's all I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to focus on how to better myself in a year from now. I'm, I'm just going to find a way to get through this moment, you know, and even in early sobriety, that's really how I felt because that's how I operated. I couldn't see you know, that the pain I was going through now, this temporary discomfort would yield uh, peace in the long run. I couldn't see that. And so I think that is maybe a reason why people don't necessarily stay sober uh, because they can't see the bigger picture. They can't see, oh, in five years, I'm going to be living this incredible life. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I got sober and all this shit really sucks now. Like mm -hmm. now I have to face all this shit and yeah. and it sucks. That's just that's just the name of the game. You have to clean up your wreckage in order to have a clean slate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and not create more wreckage while you're trying to clean up your yeah. wreckage, right? It's like a you know, so um yeah, it becomes like double work at that point. You're kind of like, well, what the fuck did I do this for? It's just so I could do more of this, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I think uh, it talk about the pain. Like uh, In that case, like I remember when I was trying to clean up the wreckage of my past, quote unquote, um, and I was creating more wreckage. I was like, okay, so I see how to deal with this now. But I now I but I hate fucking dealing with it. Like I hated mm -hmm. I hated making amends on the spot. Like for, you know, that in that moment or whatever, like, cause it just like, God, it makes you feel so goddamn humble. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like just, or humility, you know, I don't know, whatever it is. It just, it didn't sit Ugh, well with humility. me. Humility. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bite my tongue and shut the fuck up and like apologize. I would like, cause yeah, I could feel it. You know what I mean? Like I, not only had I been able to clean up a lot of my past and I felt really good about that stuff and I started to get some self-esteem, but then when I would make mistakes in the current day, I and I and I knew it like so whether it be like at, in the exact moment or a, a day later I still it was so fresh you know what I mean it was so mm -hmm. different to have to you know go back and review the past that painful past a um, little bit different but then when it was like this moment it was even worse because it was just so much more fresh and I mm -hmm. and then I really hated more than anything the painful part of like calling my sponsor and being like yet again like you know like it was like 
you know, like Carl, what are we talking about? It was like, it was Monday that you just did this. Like, and now it's fucking Wednesday and you're doing it again. Like, do mm-hmm. you see the problem here? And I would be like, yes, I see the problem, but I can't fucking stop myself. <laughs> like I'm out of control, you know? And I needed to go through that pain of that too, which really fucking sucked. I mean, it just, you know, um, like you said, it was like, like I got sober for this shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this anymore, you know. So, uh, but yeah, you got to hang in there, and you're right. We don't, we don't see that even when we're in early sobriety. We don't see the oh, in five years it's going to be so much better. It's going to mm-hmm. be so great that we like totally missed that understanding. And sometimes it's like, you know, we truly only get there by the grace of God, quote unquote. You know. Yeah. And um, because I. There were days when I just, like, again, I was two years sober grabbing my fucking keys and headed to the fucking, you know, headed east. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, I'm out of here. Fuck it. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, pissed off and upset and full of pain because I couldn't stand the pain. I just couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, especially yeah. uh, especially sober, you know, in, in that regard. So, so I have a question, like. I know that we've talked about pain as a process, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? Pain is a process means for me personally that I have to um, uh, go through it just like we do, just like we learn in recovery, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you acknowledge, you know, what the problem is, you know, you, you, you turn to face it, you know, you, um, uh, you, you learn to go through it to adjust and then hopefully not repeat the same, you know, uh, the problem on the other side, but there's always going to be something more that involves pain. I mean, um, I think, uh, you know, it's that whole spectrum of, you know, just awareness, right? You know, you become aware, you have to acknowledge, uh, you know, knowing the problem means you have to do something about it, which then in turn means, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's a series of events that means, you know, we get to deal with what is in front of us. What about you? When you, when you hear pain is a process, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, just to put it simply, you have to go through pain. Otherwise it just compounds on itself. You know, you're just going to add more pain and more pain and more pain until you're desperate. You know, like when I, when I was in my pit of despair and I was just so, you know, all the avoiding caught up to me and my Mm -hmm. options were to end my life or, um, try something different. Um, I think it's, it's not going away on its own. 99.9% of the time you have to do something to deal with it. Mm Um, and I think, you know, in a way we are dealing with the pain just in a very unhealthy way, you know, by, <laughs> by drinking, <clears throat> drinking our, our feelings away. Like no one wants to feel the painful feelings, but, um, you know, that, that cycle just, it will repeat itself over and over until you go through the process, uh, of resolving the underlying issues and, mm-hmm getting to a place of acceptance. You know, I really think that's, that's what pain as a process means to me. And I think 
AA has a really good model to go through some of those things, you know, Mm -hmm. what are your resentments, you know, and what was your part in it and who do you need to make amends to? And then actually putting that into action. Um, It's a very step-by-step process to deal with your pain. Go figure. Yeah. No, and it's funny because I, um, AA got me going, right? Started my engine. And when I, um, when I started to learn more, I started to go, okay, well, where did this come from? Or where did that come from? And I'd follow that little path down whatever that educational line is. And I, okay, where did this come from? And I go down that path and and it's like, and I started to like, um, uh, get more interested in like, you know, philosophy and religion and these types of things, just because that's where it points to. Um, and I, I would see that it was like, oh, this is the same stuff that man has been doing for 2000 years or more. Right. And it's like, um, it's just ancient kind of stuff. And it is what people have like learned throughout the years. And it was either passed down or written down or whatever, but it, you know, AA just put it all in one book specifically and, you know, put alcoholic on the cover. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, Hey, it's for you guys, you know? Um, yeah, it's for you guys too, I guess. Just stop drinking and tell you, you'll figure it out. Um, but, um, but you know, that's kind of like, you're absolutely right. That is a process in order to, you know, assist in to, in to deal with the pain. And not only that, it's also, it gives you a process in order to, um, you know, deal with that pain on a daily basis and moving forward, you know, from mm-hmm. those things that we talk about steps 10, 11, and 12. It's like, it, you know, it's a good, um, a good tool for living, which says like, hey, like, you know, st- stop creating more wreckage, <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, because so, uh, once yeah. you once you clean up the mess, do you really want to let it build up again? Or do you yeah, want yeah. to be able to handle it, you know, one by one and just kind of keep keep it to a minimum, mm-hmm. you know, so you can find some peace and not be living in pain every single day? Exactly. You know, Chelsea, there's one thing that like when you were reading this, it made me go, man, I got to do that more. Which is, um, so you read the lines, uh, you deserved the life you were meant to live before all the muckery and fuckery took you down that beaten path. And um, and I thought, man, I got to get Chelsea to say more weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, She's you know, such a good line. Muckery and fuckery. <laughs> so, um, so I guess here's the thing. I, you know, we talk about daily motivations, which is true, um, you know, um, it's like, you know, before that line, we say, you know, it may sound hard to believe, but you deserve to be happy. Um, and I think that's one of the, again, that was one of the things that was said to me, um, you know, by somebody just on Reddit, you know, like, you know, it mm-hmm. was like, a, hey, like you deserve. And it never really occurred to me that I could, that I deserve to be happy and that I could be happy. Right. That, oh, my God, like that's a that's a thing that we're talking about. That's actually possible with, you know. It, it, I don't know, maybe for the first time I kind of dropped that whole like, you know, victimhood, woe is me, bullshit, like, and I and I kind of turned a corner to say like, wow, like that's, it's like I was given permission to be happy. You know, I was just like, yeah. and I never understood that. And uh, because I don't think anybody really gave me permission to be happy. You know, it was always like, Carl, yeah. you're a piece of shit, you know. Um, <laughs> you're trash, Kimmy, you're trash. Okay, never mind, yeah. Kimmy Schmidt. Anyway, so um, so 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 the whole idea of you deserve the life you were meant to live before all the muckery and fuckery took you down that beaten path, which is it's me basically saying like, hey, like I'm talking to somebody in my past. Basically, I'm talking to myself in my past to say like, look, like that's how I felt about myself that I did not deserve, you know, 
anything, you know, and um, mm-hmm. and then all that other shit out there was it was all my fault, and it was it was all my shame to carry, and it was all my hurt, and I just couldn't come out from underneath it. But the truth is, is like, it, you know, I wasn't underneath it; I was carrying that shit, you know, and that's the idea behind the rest of that statement, which is to let it go and just let it all go, because it's like, you know, it's um, I I love this statement, and I do include it in the book somewhere, I'm sure. Which is just like, you know, relax, you know, the worst has already happened, you know, like it's over, like the war is over. Like, can we just go home now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's kind of what I um, what I want to convey to other people with that page is to say, like, look, it's like you don't have to hurt anymore. You don't have to sit in pain anymore. You don't have to uh, let the the, you know, the weight of, you know, all that shit you know, continue to hold you down in your sobriety. It is time to let it go, right? Plain and simple stuff. So, which moves us to the last question, the challenge. All right. So, Chelsea, what is the one thing you pride yourself on? Um, so, I didn't know. I wasn't always this way. Um, but in recovery, I have definitely taken it to heart it's um when I say I'm going to do something or I make a promise to someone I keep it and I didn't know what that was like until really until recovery because I you know had no problem avoiding people situations making excuses little white lies like you know, I, I could commit to something and be, and change my mind and it's fine. You know, they'll understand. Um, and just being really selfish, but if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And that's something I'm very proud of because that's a complete 180 of who I used to be. And now people can depend on me. You know, if I'm, well, first of all, I'm not going to be drunk. So if I say, if I say I'm going to be somewhere, I don't have the excuse of I can't drive. Actually drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, just being accountable, being responsible, but more so just like keeping my word and showing up for people um, and doing what, what I say I'm going to do that builds trust, that makes me feel good about myself, that I'm dependable. Um, and it's, it's a quality that I've gained in sobriety that I, that I really like about myself now. But what about you? What's one thing that you're proud of, Carl? Well, as you can tell by the questions, it was like, what is the one thing you beat yourself up over? And then I, I kind of added like, then what is the one thing you pride yourself on? Because I used to beat myself up for beating myself up. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, it was Talk about <laughs> cyclical shit, you know. I like would. You got one Carl on on your shoulder and another Carl on the other shoulder. Like you're a fucking idiot, and it's yeah. like, why are you talking to yourself that way? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and um, and where everybody would always say to me, like, "No, you're a good guy." I couldn't believe it. I could not. Mm-hmm. I and, like, yeah, that's what you think, but exactly. I know better. <laughs> it, I know better, but at the same rate, it's like I didn't. Because I did, because yeah. I mean, what did I really do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, you know, I stole some shit. So what? Right? I mean, didn't we all still, wait, maybe some of us didn't all steal some shit. But yeah, I stole some shit. So what though? Like, it didn't make me a fucking, like a horrible person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, I, I've never killed anybody. I've never, like, you know, 
I've never been a part of a gang rape or, you know, like, you know, whatever, you know, the weird shit that people do. I've just never, I'm not that dude. And, um, but I always just, I just would just, every day was just like, I thought I was just the most lowest fucking piece of shit on this planet. So the thing that I am more proud of than anything else is like, I have helped myself to change that internal voice to like be more positive and to be more assured and to, you know, and to know that like, you know, I, I'm comforting of myself. It doesn't happen all the time, but it like literally has helped me to like, you know, it's funny. Like we talk about in, in recovery, like, Oh, the only thing I needed to change was everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and that's not true. That's not true at all because the only thing I need to change is my fucking perception. Right. Literally because Everything else, by the way, in my life, you know, right down to, uh, you know, the fucking nails in the wall, everything is exactly the same is, you know, basically the only difference is, is I view it differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And that has literally changed my whole view on the world. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I remember when I um, when I uh, uh, did uh, meth for the first time and it totally changed my view of the whole world like everything went from like fucking like boring to like super exciting Mm -hmm. and uh and and i was not bored and i fucking loved that i love not being bored and uh uh and then um and this so this is kind of like that in in the reverse which is like everything went from like dark gloom to you know um just bright and vivid fucking hd color land right Mm -hmm. and um and then it really came from inside out and it was nothing that was from the outside in so i i just to be able to talk to myself and say like yeah dude like you're not that piece of shit that you thought you were um and also you're not that important (laughs) yeah that really helped me to like go oh fuck like when i walk into a room not everybody's looking at me okay cool (laughs) it's like you know and i'm able to just kind of be in my own skin i love that shit uh, that's mm-hmm. I am super proud of being in my own skin today, as old as it is and as wrinkly and as like, you know, uh, and as saggy as my balls are. I am. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Honey, I'm in the closet age, again talking about my balls. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what's so interesting yeah. is that we're both talking about things we're proud of that are not material things. You know, me, before I got sober, I think if you asked me what's one thing you pride yourself on, I would say, you know, my, my achievements, my, well, I've, um, de-escalated situations. I'm trained in crisis prevention intervention. I'm certified this, that, this, the other. You know, that would be what I'm proud of because I'm not proud of me. I'm not proud of who I am to my core. I'm proud of like my job my skills i guess like Mm -hmm. things that i would think people want to hear that make me sound important more like a resume than a than something to actually be proud of yeah Yeah, but it's like um that's because i didn't want to look inside at who i who i was deep down which is an alcoholic who is depressed and anxious and um not doing anything in life other than what i try to pro portray to the world and Mm -hmm. so it's just i think it's beautiful that recovery has offered me a chance to look inside and begin to like myself you know and instead of just being like 
Um, I'm only worth something if I'm, you know, achieving or I'm, you know, getting the promotion or, you know, have these titles. It's now like, I'm more than that, you Mm -hmm. know, down to my core, I have to like me and not just me who performs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, and that opens up a whole another topic of materialism. And yeah. if we're lucky, we will roll the dice on the <laughs> uh, on the book because that's I'm sure it's a page in there too. I've done that one too. Man, uh-huh. there's so many topics. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's funny. Like I'll be I'll go for like a week and I'll be like, man, I, I I don't have nothing to write about. And then all of a sudden, it's like it just like whatever happens, like the universe aligns, and now there's now I got 20 topics to write about. You know, because mm-hmm. that, that kind of shit will come out. It's funny. Okay, so um, so that's all that we have. That's it. That's the end of the show. That's it. That's the end. That's it. Um, so what what do we what do we want to leave the kind people with on here? How do we want to wrap this up and put a bow on it? Do we want to put a bow on it? Do Do you want to? Um, I would just say, uh, pain is only going to stick around as long as you allow it to. You know, if you want the pain to go away, what are you doing to make it go away other than mm-hmm. avoiding it? You know, that's not an action. That's an inaction, in my opinion. Um, so what are you doing to address that pain so you can move on? Um, and and uh, what's it going to take for you to take steps to go through that process? You know, is it going to be more painful to deal with this the rest of your life than, um, you know, having that discomfort while you address it now like i I don't know Uh, now that i'm sober i would choose to just get it over with but what about you what would you tell the extremely attractive people that listen to sober pod (laughs) well what i would tell the deviants is i'd say you know get to a meeting (laughs) soon (laughs) um the extremely traffic people, I would tell them my phone number, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, hey, no. Here's my Instagram. Uh, <laughs> here's my OnlyFans, motherfuckers. You can uh, find me no. at hottest dude in the world, 6969. 6969. <laughs> sucky, sucky. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I would say, what do we always tell them? You know, uh, uh, keep coming back. You know, it works if you work it. You know, it's, uh, um, yeah, I guess that's the point of the reading, right? Which was, uh, um, you know, that you can be happy. You know, that you, you, you don't have to continue to sit in the shit that you've been sitting in. And I know that you think that it's hopeless, but it's not. Um, you know, you, you just, um, you know, it's like uh, there's a path that has been laid out. And though you may not like it, though you may not be able to foresee the the fruits of of its works you can it's it's there if you want it right it's there mm-hmm. if you do it uh and that is a hard thing to convey to somebody you know uh believe me it, it definitely was for me because <laughs> mm-hmm. i wanted nothing to do with this shit i did not isn't that funny what i think is fucking hilarious is that i wanted nothing to do with fucking being in recovery and yet here i am you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted nothing to do with this shit. Uh, it just surprises me all the time. So, again, yeah, uh, uh, you know, you can be happy. You, you got to learn how to let it go. You got to learn how to let it all go. And so you can, um, you know, so you can basically step into the life that you were meant to have. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. That's it. One thing. So one thing I just thought of, which I fucking love, is um, you know, the whole "you deserve to be happy" sounds like an affirmation to me. And if you struggle with saying those things to yourself, um, I highly recommend going to YouTube and typing in Snoop Dogg affirmations because he does like a children's affirmations of the day and it is the best fucking thing ever and it makes me so happy every time i listen to it and i'm like today is gonna be an amazing day (laughs) (laughs) today is gonna be an amazing oh it's doggy land yo yeah yeah doggy dog uh uh, uh, what is it doggy land kids songs and nursery rhymes by snoop dog but it's like his his, believe uh, in yourself yeah, it's like his daily affirmations. It's oh. there is no one better to be than myself. Oh, here's an affirmation song. Yeah, he's good. It's he's amazing. got an affirmation song. So uh, I'm gonna include that in the in the in the I think the Do Facebook it. feed that we have right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, um, just so we keep track of it. And then uh, so <laughs> so good stuff. Okay, um, now next week is March. Fifth is a Sunday. We may or may not do it on that day. Who knows? But we're mm-hmm. going to read this one anyway, right? So maybe people just get an extra thing here. So March 5th is um, some of us have lived through a shit ton of stuff. We have made it through dysfunction, abuse, death, poverty, incarceration, addiction, mental illness, and just about anything else you can think of. It's a miracle that we didn't all blow our brains long ago i'm gonna put i'm gonna edit brains out look at editing on the fly blow our brains out long ago and some of us even tried that Uh, we must remember that we are the lucky ones each day we are the survivors we get to live to fight another day and possibly thrive it's not easy nobody ever said that being sober would be easy but they did say that it would be better than before that our lives would take on new meaning, quote unquote, and we would be able to live two lives in one lifetime, quote unquote. So we get busy living. The reflections. How are you living today? What are you doing today for your recovery? Daily challenge. Participate in your recovery by joining an online physical or phone group of people uh, also seeking recovery. Look at that. I like Look it. Look at that. I like that one. It's a good one. I don't know if there's a lot to talk about there, is there? Oh, yeah, there is. Look at that. Dysfunction, <laughs> abuse, death, poverty, incarceration, addiction, uh, so mental uplifting. illness. <laughs> Blowing <laughs> the brains out. Um, I mean, so many things. So many things. Yeah. Well, before we go, I just want to remind everyone, uh, you can interact with us on Facebook. We have a private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com slash group slash sober pod. We've got Bing and Bod Phil on there who does his exercise class every Saturday morning and he leaves those recordings up so you can participate. Um, if you do, just leave him a comment to let him know, hey, I enjoyed this and you yeah. have a Bing and Bod Phil. Yeah. <laughs> and show me we, your dick. Show no. me your dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drop trial, bitch. Drop and then trial. we've We've got um, the official meeting of SoberPod, the SOS meeting hosted by V. She's also in the Facebook group if you want to uh, interact with her. If you want information on the Zoom meeting, it is on our website, SoberPod.com. 
Um, it's got the meeting code and password and all that good stuff. It is every Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And you may see me, you may not. I know Carl joins too. So if you're, just, if you're just dying to know what we, how beautiful yeah. we what are. What do we say when the camera's not on? Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we are a part of the Fire Network, the Friends in Recovery Enterprises. And take it away, Carl. Friends in Recovery. <laughs> Friends in Recovery, how can I help you? Friends Press in Recovery. <laughs> recovery <laughs> Services. How may I be of service to you in your time of need? Um, Friends in Recovery. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just feel, feel it geeky. Um, <clears throat> the, the Friends in Recovery. Um, uh, the uh, the fire network is really a, um, a, a people content creators recovery content creators all headed in the same direction and if you have an idea of how you can you know utilize our platforms in order to help promote and vice versa uh, we would love uh, to hear from you so head on over to friends in recovery and uh, drop them a line and then in turn they will drop us a line we will talk We'll talk shit about your service or whatever, and we'll say, oh, what are they trying to do? They suck or whatever. And then we'll finally decide, yeah, we should probably give them a call and see what they want to do. <laughs> uh, and then it'll be all fun from there. So, yeah, it just takes a little judgment, a little, little criticism, and then we'll be off. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I promise we're nice. We're nice people. <laughs> we just like no. to fuck around. Fuck around and find out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what do we say to the to the kind, awful people? I say deuces. And I say stay active, stay sober, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> so many bitches with sons. All right. <laughs>